To no one's surprise, Jeff Brom is the next head football coach at the University of Louisville. On today's episode of the Locked on Louisville podcast, we're going to talk about why hiring Brom is exactly what the Louisville football program, the fan base, and the community needed. So with that being said, let's get right on into the show. You are Locked on Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. I serve as a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone. Also do some PA announcing work for the university in various sports. I want to take this time to say thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, the Locked On Louisville Podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team, every day. Episode number 300 for the Locked on the Louisville podcast, and it is a special one. Jeff Brom is the next head football coach at the University of Louisville. We're going to talk about why that hire is exactly what the football program, the fan base, and the community needed. We'll also talk about some of the concerns that come with the hire. So um, the first two segments, we'll talk about the benefits or the pros to the hire, um, we'll begin by talking about the community aspect, the fan base, so on and so forth. The football side of things we will discuss in the second segment and then the final segment, obviously, talking about the concerns. And let me just say, it has been a wild, wild week for the University of Louisville football program and the fan base. Obviously, on Monday morning, Scott Satterfield unexpectedly takes the head coaching job at the University of Cincinnati, and um, seemingly there was one man that many looked to to replacing Scott Satterfield. That is Jeff Brom. Obviously, things didn't work out in 2018. There was some speculation that Satterfield uh, could have gotten let go after last season, and Brom would have been the guy after last season. But obviously, the timing aspect uh, wasn't necessarily right. But this time around, um, there weren't any obstacles, and it seemed like after the news came out about Satterfield, all signs pointed to Jeff Brom, and um, it was a very, very um, poorly kept secret. I'm not even sure if it was a secret. It seemed like um, the perception was that it was Jeff Brom's job to turn down, which he obviously did not on Wednesday. It was announced that he would be taking the job. There's a board meeting scheduled for this afternoon, and then obviously the press conference is seemingly to follow on Friday at some point. Um, obviously, in my opinion, this is the right hire for Louisville for a handful of different reasons. I think that it is exactly what this football program needs what this fan base needs and what this community needs, um, you know, centered around Louisville football, um, beginning with the fan base and the community. Obviously, being a Louisville fan over the past, since 2017, 2018, it's been tough. Uh, the basketball team has struggled. Football has kind of been up and down the 2-10 season in 2018. Um, you know, Scott Satterfield, uh, his situation with South Carolina, um, losing to Kentucky over and over, so on and so forth. Um, needless to say, I think that this hire does a great job in unifying the fan base. I think that 
unless Josh Hurd were to gone out and um, hire a huge name, one that wasn't even on Louisville's radar, I'm not sure that there was another hire that could have boosted the morale of the fan base uh, than Jeff Brom. And for very, very good reason. This is a feel-good story. This was a uh, move that a lot of Louisville fans at many points in time over the past handful of years believe that this was eventually going to happen. I mean, after all, Jeff Brom is Louisville, uh, born and raised in the Derby City, you know, a star of Trinity High School, chose the University of Louisville over a handful of top programs, uh, went to the NFL, um, you know, got into coaching, came back to Louisville to coach under Bobby Petrino, was an offensive coordinator, I believe, in 2008 or 2009, one of the two, got a head coaching job at Western Kentucky, then went to Purdue. Obviously, 2018 was a tough, tough go-around for um, Louisville fans because it seemed like Jeff Brom was the guy, and um, that obviously did not end up being the case. And now, 2022, the timing is right, and he is here and he is back in the city um so obviously this has the potential to be a feel-good story now granted i must say nothing is ever surefire this may not work out for the university of louisville uh jeff Brom may not have a a ton of success the success that is uh led to believe is going to occur in jeff Brom's tenure i'm not saying it won't but i have to mention that you just never know sometimes. As good as something looks on paper, sometimes it doesn't work out. So I don't say that to allude to the uh, possibility that I think that it won't because I do think it's going to work. I think that Jeff Brom is going to have a very successful career here at Louisville. Um, but I have to say that um, you know, you know this has the opportunity to present a quote-unquote lifer coach that Louisville's been looking for since Charlie Strong. They thought Bobby Petrino was going to be that guy when he took the job a second time in 2014. Look, that didn't end up being the case. Um, Scott Satterfield, um, ever since he stepped foot on Louisville, seemingly was looking for a way out. After winning eight games that first year, after 2020, there was the whole um, situation with South Carolina to where he met the athletic director in Bowling Green secretly and um, you know, essentially wasn't truthful in some situations. Um, and obviously now um, there is the rumor that he went to Josh Hurd about an extension and a raise and um, ended up taking the Cincinnati job. So according to – you know, the majority of the Louisville fan base and whether or not a lot of this is true or not. But, hey, look, it seemed like from you know, looking at the writing on the wall that Scott Satterfield wasn't going to be in Louisville for the long haul. Jeff Brom offers the possibility of being that lifetime coach, that continuity, that stability over a long period of time that Louisville fans have been yearning for. Um, granted, who knows, there may be a job that comes open that he can't turn down, but he's 51 years old. Um, you know, you would have to assume that if there is going to be a coach out there that stays for the long haul at the university of Louisville, it's going to be Jeff Brom. Um, on top of that, uh, obviously having that, you know, 
just pro-Louisville attitude and, you know, being unapologetically all about Louisville is something that this fan base has been yearning for as well. This is a great move for the fan base because it rejuvenates and, you know, just overall um, revitalizes that passion and that juice in the program. I know that the recruiting under Scott Satterfield led to some inspiration, but Heading into year five, there wasn't a lot of people that were inspired about Scott Satterfield's tenure. There is excitement back in uh, the fan base. Um, season ticket sales are going to go through the roof. Uh, Big-time donors that um, left over the handful of years, some of those are going to come back. This is a great move from Josh Hurd. Um, obviously, I think that it was a no-brainer, but for the university, um, for the unification of the fan base, uh, bringing some big-time donors back, getting people in the seats at Cardinal Stadium, just overall rejuvenating this fan base that has been desperately looking for some sort of inspiration to hold on to. And it feels good. This feels right. Um, obviously, um, 2018 wasn't ideal, but I'm willing to let bygones be, be bygones because – Scott Satterfield is um, at Cincinnati, opening up the opportunity for Jeff Brom to come to Louisville. He accepts the position. Um, Six-year, $35 million is the floated around uh, contract terms, which um, I think that, you know, essentially a million-dollar raise, so to speak, w was what I think it would be. Um, regardless, I think it's on par with what is expected, but... I think it's a good move for the fan base, for the community, for the university as a whole. Let's now transition into the football side of things, talk about why this is a good hire from a football uh, standpoint. Uh, we'll do that here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. You can add your job on your LinkedIn profile and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your uh, profile as well to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools make it so easy like screening questions, um, so on and so forth. Small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors for this reason. So get in on the action today. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Cardinal fans, thanks again for making Locked On the Louisville your first listen. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports Today. 
From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Continuing to talk about why the hiring of Jeff Brom is exactly what the University of Louisville football program needed from a football perspective, um, there's a couple different ways to look at this. Um, I think to address the Purdue situation, I'm not saying it's impossible to succeed at Purdue. Um, I do think that he inherited a tough situation at Purdue that uh, the Boilermakers had a handful of really, really tough seasons, took over in 2017. Um, before that, you look back at uh, 2013, 1-11. 2014, 3-9, 2-10 in 2015, 3-9 in 2016. Um, there's been coaches that have had some success at Purdue, but um, I think it's tough at times to succeed in West Lafayette because you're competing in the Big Ten, um, you know, recruiting hurdles that you have to, um, you know, get through with the academic requirements, um, and then recruiting – Against programs like Ohio State, that's you know just a little ways away. You have Michigan, some other teams like Indiana, Notre Dame is right up the road in South Bend. So, um, despite there being a lot of talent in Indiana, I think Jeff Brom did a solid job recruiting wise. Had a top twenty six class uh, in the two thousand eighteen class. Um, also, there's uh, two thousand nineteen. Um, he had a top forty class. Um, so he showed that he can recruit at a a pretty solid uh, rate at um, you know Purdue, which seems to be a tough place to recruit for. Um, so having that success at Purdue, I know that the overall record doesn't really scream a ton of success, but um, the past two years, um, you know, winning nine games, beating Tennessee in the Music City Bowl, uh, making it to the Big Ten Championship despite their division being a little rough and making it an eight and four. I think that it's still a solid accomplishment for Purdue. So, um, you know, Jeff Brom had a ton of success in the past two years. Um, recruiting wise, I think that um, obviously that's going to be something that we talk about in the next segment, but um, showed that uh, he could recruit at a pretty solid level. Uh, in West Lafayette uh, from an offensive perspective, this is exactly what Louisville needs. It's extremely exciting. Look, I talked on locked on Bearcats yesterday when discussing Scott Satterfield and why um, year five was going to be so, um, you know, pivotal for Satterfield at Louisville is because in an era of college football where the trend and the popular Offensive scheme is to score a lot of points, to move the football around, throw the football all over the field, get chunk yardage. Um, Scott Satterfield's offense was pretty old school. Utilized um, the running game pretty significantly, and you know perhaps there's nothing wrong with that sentiment. It's not necessarily what is trendy in college football. Jeff Brom, on the other hand, very, very exciting offensive play. Um, we saw how he utilized Rondell Moore. Um, you know, a couple years ago has been solid in quarterback development, um, overall development of a lot of skill position players, underrated guys um, that have really, really developed in that Purdue program. Um, David Bell was also used like Rondell Moore uh, in a lot of different ways. Um, simply put, I think that, um, 
you know, Jeff Brom does a great job of getting the ball in his hands or in the hands of his, you know, dynamic playmakers uh, that um, essentially, you know, is shown through a, a multitude of different ways. I mean, just last weekend against Michigan, um, the fake flea flicker. I can't tell you the last time I've seen a fake flea flicker from the running back to where um, I think it's uh, Maccabee, uh took the handoff and faked the pass back to O'Connell and ran it for uh, over 10 yards, I believe. So it's just a little, um, you know, tweaks in the offensive play calling. Um, I think that, you know, he likes to utilize the running attack, um, has had some solid running backs at Purdue, um, you know, solid play in the trenches as well. Um, but it, it's night and day when it comes to the offensive schemes. Does a great job of just opening up the playbook, and that's something that Louisville fans are obviously welcoming. Defense, we're going to talk about in the next segment. Um, so I think that uh, from a X's and O's standpoint, it is a very uh, trendy type of offense that um, can score a lot of points, and that's what Louisville fans are definitely looking forward to. And another aspect of things, yes, he has lost some games to some teams that he shouldn't have, but he's also gotten this team motivated. He's an extremely good motivator. If you go to YouTube and watch some of his previous speeches, he'll have you ready to run through brick walls. Um, you know, there's the... Uh, the um, Let's Play Football, Arena Football, or Arena Football, or XFL, whichever one, the uh, XFL League, the Let's Play Football quote, the, um, you know, the uh, the hammer down quote from Purdue. Uh, there was the Western Kentucky sound bit as well. So he's a very solid player motivator, does a good job of connecting with the players. Um, you know, his teams come ready to play against highly rated competition. They've gotten some big victories, um, you know, beating Iowa last year when they're ranked in the top five, a big victory over Ohio state by 29 points back in 2019, I believe one of the two, but regardless, um, wow, it is a extremely, um, you know, encouraging, Sign to see a coach that just gets the most out of his players. And the last thing, the football side of things, is he understands the Kentucky rivalry. I'm not saying that Scott Satterfield didn't understand the urgency, but, and I guess that you could say that he ran into Kentucky in some of their best years in program history, but every single game, Louisville looked uninspired, wasn't necessarily prepared as opposed to Mark Stoops' team that came out playing like it was their Super Bowl. Now, granted, that's just solid preparation and getting his players hyped up. Jeff Brom gets this rivalry. He understands Louisville football. He knows what it's supposed to be. He understands the implications of this rivalry. You win that Kentucky game. That is the number one most important game on the schedule every single season. And we've gone away from that. For the past couple of years, it's just been another game. It's a rivalry game. But now you have a guy that's played in this rivalry. He's coached in this rivalry. He understands it. And I think that you're going to see a Louisville team, regardless of what they look like in 2023, regardless if they win that game next season, you're going to see a team that's prepared to play Kentucky. You're going to see a team that is hyped up, that is ready to get out there and play for the name on the front of the jersey. And um, I'm extremely excited for that. So the offensive 
um, upside, the you know ability to get the most out of his players, solid player development, um, and just understanding the rivalry games and you know his teams historically playing good against good competition is something to look forward to. Um, but there is some concern um, about this hire. We're going to talk about that here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at Bet on the Line. Um, let me pull up the graphic. There we go. Uh, BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Before we get into the third segment, I, I do want to say thank you all. Um, take a little bit of a step back. As I mentioned, episode number 300 for the podcast, um, nearing 900 subscribers on YouTube, um, a lot of listeners across multiple listening streaming services. I'm just extremely grateful to all of you all that are listening, watching, sharing, subscribing, rating the podcast on whatever streaming service you use. So it definitely does not go unnoticed, and I appreciate that a ton. To finish out the show, we're going to talk about some of the concerns surrounding the hire. Um, obviously, with every hire, um, there are some pros, there are some cons, there are some encouraging things to focus on, there are some concerns. So I would be remiss if in the midst of an episode to where we're talking about a lot of the benefits and the encouraging things and the pros that we also have to play the devil's advocate. We've got to look at this higher from an unbiased point of view. Now, granted, that's hard to do when you're listening to the Locked On the Wolf podcast, but um, I think that some of the concerns um, are centered around, number one, recruiting. We'll talk about recruiting. Um, obviously, it's something that he is going to have to prove that he can recruit at a high level here at Louisville. I think it's good that he does a good job of player development, gets the most out of his players. Um, but I think that, um, you know, this is a situation to where you lose a head coach that possibly could have brought in the best recruiting class in school history, um, regardless of if that was his doing or Adidas. Um, the matter is that uh, it was a very, very solid class. Obviously, losing Ruben Owens, there is the verdict still out on whether or not, um, you know, Pierce Clarkson and the California players and Stanquan Clark and the South Florida guys are going to stay committed, so on and so forth. We'll see. Obviously, time will tell. Um, but if Scott Satterfield can succeed at Louisville in recruiting, there's no reason that Jeff Brom shouldn't be able to as well. One aspect of that is local recruiting, something that Bobby Petrino in his second stint and Scott Satterfield have not done well at all. Jeff Brom is going to bring an immediate resurgence in local football recruiting to where it's going to be very unlikely for top talent in the city of Louisville in this and the surrounding area to leave the University of Louisville, leave the Derby City. So that is something that can alleviate some of those concerns. So, but at this point, it's just a matter of Jeff Brom proving it, and he has a good opportunity to do that with the guys that are committed now, some of the prospects that are you know focusing on Louisville, uh, some possible Purdue commits, and obviously the transfer portal. So um, 
another concern is whether or not um, this was a clear upgrade over Scott Satterfield. Um, Jeff Brom doesn't have a very um, favorable overall record at um, – Purdue, I think he was one game over 500, if I'm not mistaken. Um, seven and six in 2017, six and seven in 2018, four and eight in 2019, two and four in the COVID shortened 2020 season. But the last two years, nine and four and eight and five. Um, I think that, um, you know, there's some concerns over what's Louisville's ceiling with Jeff Brom. Can they realistically get to a point where. You know, they're trying to compete in an expanded playoff situation where there's 12 teams, possibly. Um, I think that you have to – I mean, I think you have to mix in the reality that it's hard to succeed at Purdue. Yes, coaches have gone there and had success, but, you know, he took over a tough, tough, um, you know, inherited program that had come off of four straight losing seasons, not getting over three wins in any of those seasons, and being able to um, you know bring some life into that program immediately, and um, just overall getting to a point to where the last two seasons, nine and four, and um, eight and four, or eight and five right now, heading to the Big Ten title game. So that's something to focus on. I think the concerns are surrounded on the ceiling is Brom uh, is there going to be a high level of success? You know, I, I think that, um, you know, him being mentioned in the Tennessee job means that this isn't just uh, some infatuation with Brom's ties to Louisville. Um, I honestly would argue if there wasn't ties to Louisville, that Brom probably doesn't take the Louisville job. Um, but you know, Tennessee being interested in Brom shows that it's not just, uh, you know, a Louisville sided thing. Um, I think that there are some, you know, valid, um, questions over recruiting on whether or not he's going to succeed here. Obviously that has to be proven. There are some concerns over, you know, whether or not this is a clear upgrade, you know, they've lost to some teams over the past couple of years that they were clearly better than, and that's true. Uh, defensively speaking, um, that's another concern we're looking at. Purdue's defense has been uh, lackluster um, at times throughout his tenure. Um, I'm interested to see who he is looking to fill the defensive coordinator position. That's probably going to be the main hire now. Um, all eyes turn toward the defensive coordinator position. Um, but I'm excited to see where things go. But there are some concerns. This isn't, you know, a for sure surefire, um, you know, success because nothing is, um, you know, no coaching hire is, there's always some risks involved. There's always some concerns. So that's something to focus on. And that's something that I think that at the end of the day, when you look at this hire, um, the benefits completely outweigh the drawbacks, the pros outweigh the cons, but the cons are real. Um, there are some concerns over the defense. Something's going to have to change. I would like to see, you know, Jeff Brown bring in a new defensive coordinator that he didn't have at Purdue. I would like to see him recruit at a high level. And um, I want to see, you know, um, Louisville over the you know course of the next year or two, you know, do solid in the transfer portal, um, beat teams that they're supposed to beat, and have a shot at the teams that they might not be, um, you know, favored to beat the schedule next year is very favorable. It offers a lot of possibility for immediate success um, with a solid transfer portal, um, you know, addition 
with or with solid transfer portal additions and a solid end to the recruiting class. So great hire for the University of Louisville, in my opinion, exactly what this football program, the fan base, and the community needed. So we're going to continue to talk about this hire, uh, departures, um, decommitments, transfer portal entries, so on and so forth, coaching hires, uh, you name it. Um, so thanks again for tuning in to the 300th episode of the Locked on the Louisville podcast. That's going to wrap it up for this Thursday edition. Everyone have a great day. We'll see you right back here tomorrow.